welcome or welcome back to hey alexa am i dying a podcast that talks about a different disease in each episode so today's episode is going to be all about leukemia as you could probably tell by the title as always there will be an interview later on in the episode this time i spoke to the children's leukemia research association but for now sit back and enjoy listening to me explain what leukemia is Obviously, the first thing we have to ask ourselves is, what is leukemia? Leukemia is a type of cancer that affects the blood or bone marrow in the body, and the job of bone marrow is to make blood cells. So, leukemia can start to develop because of a problem with white blood cells that are called leukocytes. It is more likely to affect people older than the age of 55, but it's also the most common form of cancer that affects those under the age of 15. Acute leukemia is more fast-paced and can get worse very quickly, whereas chronic leukemia develops slowly and just gets worse over a longer period of time. There are many different types of this disease, and how a patient needs to be treated will depend on which type they have. So what are the different causes of leukemia? This disease starts to develop when the DNA that develops white blood cells gets damaged. As a result of this, those white blood cells multiply at an unhealthy rate and your body isn't well equipped to deal with that many of them. The healthy blood cells die and the new ones replace them and these can develop in the bone marrow. The odd white blood cells don't die at the natural time that they should Instead, they build up and take up more space, so as the bone marrow continues to crank out all of these cancerous cells, they take up too much space and overcrowd the blood, preventing the healthy white blood cells that are supposed to be there from functioning as they're supposed to be. As this keeps happening, it it is inevitable that the cancerous cells will outnumber the healthy cells in that blood. Now for my favorite part, here are some symptoms of leukemia. Poor blood clotting. This can make a person bruise easily and bleed easily, but heal slowly after. Patesha can also begin to develop. Patesha are like small red and purple dots or like spots on the body. And these are signs that the blood is not clotting properly. Patesha starts to form when immature white blood cells crowd out these things called platelets, which are very important for the process of blood clotting. Anemia. As fewer effective red blood cells become available to use, the patient can become anemic. Becoming anemic means that they don't have enough hemoglobin in their body, which transports iron around the body. So a shortage of iron can lead to pale skin, labor breathing, and overall weakening of the human body. Frequent infections. White blood cells are very important when it comes to combating infections in the immune system, but if white blood cells are not working properly, a person can get more frequent infections, and the immune system may actually attack the body's own cells too. Other symptoms can include fever, nausea, night sweats, chills, weight loss. So this can happen if your liver or spleen becomes swollen or like enlarged a person may feel like they're full and not need to eat which 
then results in unhealthy weight loss. Weight loss can also occur if the cancerous cells have entered your central nervous system. You can get flu-like symptoms, bone pain, tiredness, and all these symptoms can be those of other illnesses, so asking your doctor, obviously, and getting a proper diagnosis is the only real way to determine if you actually have leukemia. wide range of risk factors for leukemia and some of them are more obvious than others. So certain viruses, like the virus called the T lymphotropic virus, um, which is HTLV-1, can be linked to this disease. Artificial ionizing radiation, so this can include like having already received radiation therapy for a previous cancer, although this risk is more significant than some for some types of leukemia than others. Chemotherapy, similar to the last one, people who have received chemotherapy in the past have a greater increase in their chances of developing leukemia later in life. Exposure to benzene. Benzene is a solvent that manufacturers use in cleaning chemicals and hair products, so exposure to it can be very harmful. Some genetic conditions, like kids that have Down syndrome have a third copy of chromosomes 21, so this increases the risk of a specific type of leukemia called acute lymphocytic leukemia by 2-3%. Another genetic condition that can be linked to this disease is Lyfromini, I don't know, Li-Fromini syndrome, I think that's how you say it. This one causes a change in the TP53 gene in the human body. Family history can play a part into how likely a risk is of developing it. For example, if someone has an identical twin with leukemia, they actually have a 1 in 5 chance of having cancer too. Being born with an inherited compromised immune system and having specific conditions can also increase the risk of both severe infections and leukemia. These conditions include, okay, I'm gonna like butcher these names, so I'm sorry if I don't say them right. Ataxia telangiectasia, Bloom syndrome, Schwachmann Diamond syndrome, Wiskett Aldrich syndrome, Wiskett Aldrich syndrome, immune suppression, purposely suppressing the immune system can result in childhood leukemia. This might happen following an organ transplant as a child takes medications to prevent their body from rejecting the organ. There are other risk factors that need further research to confirm their link to leukemia, and these are exposure to electromagnetic fields, smoking, using hair dyes, So now moving on to types of leukemia. There are four main categories of leukemia. So there's acute, chronic, lymphocytic, and myelogenous. These names are so hard to say. Chronic and acute leukemias. So during its lifespan, a white blood cell goes through many stages. In acute leukemia, developing cells multiply rapidly, as we know, and collect in bone marrow and blood. 
They exit the bone marrow before they're supposed to and don't end up functioning properly. Chronic leukemia is a slower process and produces more mature and useful cells. Acute leukemia overcrowds the healthy blood cells more quickly than chronic. Also, count how many times I say the word leukemia in this episode, it's getting annoying. So, lymphocytic and myelogenous leukemias. Doctors classify leukemia according to the type of blood cell that they affect. So, this type of leukemia happens if cancerous changes affect the type of bone marrow that creates the lymphocytes. A lymphocyte is just a type of white blood cell, but this one plays a role in the immune system. Myelogenous leukemia happens when these changes affect the bone marrow cells that produce blood cells rather than the actual blood cells themselves, if that makes sense. Acute lymphocytic leukemia. So children under the age of five are at the highest risk of developing this type of leukemia. It can also affect adults, but they're typically above the age of 50 when that happens. Chronic lymphocytic leukemia. This type of leukemia is the most common among people over the age of 55. But of course, younger people can also be affected by it. According to the American Cancer Society, around 25% of adults with leukemia have this type of leukemia, and it is also more common in women. Acute myelogenous leukemia. So this is more common in adults than in children, but overall it is a very rare form of cancer. In this case, it is more common in men than in women. It develops relatively quickly, and the symptoms include fever, pain in the joints, and difficulty in breathing. Environmental factors can also trigger this. Chronic myeloid leukemia. This also develops mostly in adults. According to the American Cancer Society, about 50% of all leukemia cases in the U.S. are chronic myeloid leukemia. Children rarely get this. So the outlook in the end will also depend on which type of leukemia that the person has but a lot of progress has been made in the medical field and people can achieve complete remission through treatment when a person does achieve remission they will still need to keep up to date with their health and will need to continue to do blood and bone marrow tests to make sure that the cancer hasn't come back The doctor can decide if they want to reduce the frequency of the testing of the leukemia if the leukemia doesn't return over a long period of time. So now it's time for that interview that I promised early on. I spoke to Angela from the Children's Leukemia Research Association and asked her a few questions about that organization. So enjoy! too i'm happy that you're doing better i just want to say thank you for being here and helping me out with this i appreciate it a lot pleasure to help that it's a pleasure to know that you're interested in what we do well thank you so much uh where are you like in the world right now are you in canada too um i'm in garden city on long island which is right it's part of new york wow okay that's uh yeah what time is it over there? Uh, you're one hour, you're, you're 2.16, no, you're 12.16, I'm Oh, okay, I see. So, first question I wanted to ask you, 
how does this organization help children with leukemia specifically, like why kids? Well, actually, it's children and adults. Oh, okay. Yes, um, it's it's called. It was initially named National Leukemia, which started in 1965. And when it was realized by the former board many many years ago that people wanted、uh, to know more about children, they renamed it to Children's Leukemia. But we do help. Both adults and children, and how we help is twofold. We do two things: we、um, award research grants for all kinds of blood cancers to scientists, and we also offer patient aid to children and/or adults that are in need of assistance with. Helping pay their treatment pharmaceuticals copays. I see. So, is raising money the main aspect, or do you guys have like programs or events where you raise the awareness and or fundraisers? Well, actually, this organization has gone through a major change as of 2018.、Uh, we've rebranded, we've reorganized.、Um, And just as about when we get started in 2020 to start having some events, COVID hit. Oh, so,、uh, yeah. So unfortunately, that brought us that pushed us back in in a time frame as we、uh, reorganized the entire organization. But、uh, right now, we depend solely on public funding. We apply for grants. We get funding from、uh, individuals. Organizations, trusts, but fundraising is very difficult. Yeah,、um, obviously because of the current situation. First it was COVID, now it's the Ukraine.、Um, it, it's tough raising money at this point, but we do our best, and we're implementing everything we can to get more exposure because we're nationwide. Right. So, do you have doctors and scientists that like back you guys up, or that you put the money towards, or something? Yes. In other words, when any scientist applies for a research grant, we have a medical committee that oversees the all of the abstracts and the applications and determine which are、uh, the 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 most Pertinent or most promising um, uh, research, and they obey the medical committee. Ultimately, makes the decision as to、um, who's going to be getting the grants, because obviously our grants are limited to the、um, grants we can award each year. Right. And as far as the patient aid is concerned, that's done internally, and. We ask for all the documentation needed for the copays for pharmaceuticals, or and any outpatient chemotherapy, blood tests, doctor's visits, and so on. Okay, that makes more sense with the research grant、uh, thing.、Um, and why do you think that spreading awareness about leukemia is important out of all the cancers? 
Well, because cancer, generally speaking, cancer, everybody knows cancer. A lot of people, believe it or not, don't realize that leukemia is actually blood cancer. And there's two kinds of leukemia. Well, there's several kinds of leukemia, but the, the two distinctions is acute and chronic. The acute, uh, that's the leukemia that can be treated and help people get into remission. The chronic, there's no, there, there's no going back. It, it, it is a fatal disease. Or we can, and a lot of, a lot of organizations don't even fund with chronic because yeah. their, their lifespan is limited, but we do. And then there's various, there's so many different leukemias within those, and you can actually look them up on our website. So I think it's very, very important for the public to know that leukemia is a, a serious blood cancer and can kill you, just like any other cancer. Um, the good news is that in the past, say, 40 years, the technology um, and the research that has gone into uh, leukemia, lymphoma, and all of the blood diseases has been uh, quite effective with children, more so than adults. We see, um, we see, uh, and, and a lot of the research tends to be more toward the children. Don't get me wrong, they do the adults too, but the children seem to have a better chance and their their uh, remission rate is, is better and it keeps getting better as uh, each year goes by and new research is done. Yeah, I totally agree with the chronic versus acute thing. I think that just because someone has chronic leukemia doesn't mean that they should just be given up on. Exactly, exactly, because one never knows. But you know, there's just so much money to go around and a lot of, um, a, a lot of the organizations uh, don't fund chronic um, and also they fund differently. We are very small. We're a very, very small boutique type of organization compared to say Leukemia Lymphoma Society, which is gigantic. They get the king's ransom of money because they get funding from corporations and so on. So everybody knows Leukemia Lymphoma Society just like they know American Cancer Society. But there are very there are quite a few small organizations maybe don't do specifically what we do. But comparatively speaking, if we look at very small organizations like ours, I think we give up the most benefits. I think that it is important to fund these uh, smaller organizations. Like for, for, for this podcast, I have been promoting smaller organizations that I know um, need that little boost, even though there might not be that many people listening, but that's okay. So you're absolutely right, and I'm so glad that you have an interest in it, because the large organizations, like everything else, I mean, just look at it from a business end, with everything that put, took place over the past two years with COVID, the mom and pop stores, how many of them went out of business? The big box stores didn't go out of business. The smaller ones. 
Yeah. Uh, so that's that's where that's how our feelings as well. We're very intimate and we're very personal. Everybody's handled individually to the point where we we know them by name. So my last question for you is, how can listeners help or get involved? Is it mainly donations through website? Yes, we have a website, which is obviously Children's Leukemia Research Association, and we're on Facebook. Okay. And um, those are the two areas that they, you can donate right online. There's a donate right on our website and um, on our Facebook page. And of course, you can also send in checks. The most important thing is is exposure. The more people that know we're out there, uh, we get most of our referrals from, believe it or not, Leukemia Lymphoma Society, because they're always running out of money, and the social workers that, that help with patients. So, um, yeah, we, we just need to continue to continue spreading the word. Okay, well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to do this. I hope that listeners get important information for the, uh, from this and they can use it for whatever they need. But thank you and so much. wish you the very best of luck with your project. Thank you. I hope you have a great day and you feel better. Thank you. Same to you. Bye-bye. Okay, thank bye. You. Bye. That's pretty much all I had for today. If you're still paying attention, then I sincerely thank you, and I hope that the other side of your pillow is always cold at night. Thanks again to Angela for letting me interview her, and the link to their website and Instagram will be in the episode show notes. Go support, go donate, and follow this podcast on Instagram at underscore H-A-A-I-D. Have a great day or night or whenever you're listening to this, and I'll be back.